You may recall that Peter, who features prominently in our second reading this morning, was the rock on which Christ built the church. Jesus chose him specifically to be the foundation of the way. He was a fiery follower of Christ, anointed and trusted. Peter was also the person that you might recall uh, ran away after Jesus was one of the many who ran away after Jesus was taken by the Roman guards. But he was the one that denied any affiliation with Jesus whatsoever three times before dawn. When Jesus needed someone, when everything was at its most dangerous, when it was really terrible, Peter ran, Peter denied Jesus, and he betrayed him. It seems like a really odd person to choose uh, to establish the church. What kind of foundation does a lying, betraying coward make? But this morning's Acts text demonstrates the thing that makes Peter a beautiful cornerstone for the church. To give you context, prior to where Janice read this morning, Peter had gone out on the roof deck of the house he was staying to have his morning prayer time. It was probably a beautiful sunny day. He wasn't getting a reminder of his baptism as we are today. And there might have been a slight breeze. It was peaceful. And as he was praying, he was rudely interrupted with a vision of unclean animals. Animals he knew as a good religious person were wrong to eat. That to eat them would defy Levitical law. And in this vision, a voice said, Get up, kill, and eat. Peter's initial response was incredulous. No way! That's against the rules. Those are unclean. I will never eat them. If this is a test, I'm winning because I'm not going to do that. But the voice responded, Don't call anything unclean that God calls clean. This was a groundbreaking revelation for Peter. Huge. He had spent his entire life believing that keeping these laws about what he ate and what he did were so important, crucial to his piety and his salvation. And now, on a sunny day, on a rooftop deck, he was getting the revelation that these rules do not apply. This doesn't feel maybe like a big deal to us um, who have eaten bacon and shrimp scampi our whole lives, but this is a tremendous departure for the devout Peter. The special diet that he adhered to was, was something that he had learned from the, from the time of being very young that set him apart from others. It was a daily reminder of his chosenness, and it was something that he believed God required of him. So even as the magnitude of this food loss situation was exploding in his brain, representatives of Cornelius, a Gentile, unclean and unworthy of salvation, far worse than bacon, came and asked him to come to minister to Cornelius and his family. I love how God works, y'all. Isn't it just fantastic? We're just cruising along, and suddenly God gives us this huge heart and mind expanding download that seems like such a stretch, 
And just as we acknowledge how expansive and inclusive God's grace is, we get pushed even further. It's like being afraid to fly and finally feeling comfortable at 13,000 feet and then getting a parachute strapped to our backs and pushed out for a free fall. Peter, in this moment of being shoved from 13,000 feet, shows us why he is the rock on which the church was built. Because he says, yeah, yeah, I'll go. Take me to Cornelius and his family. He changes. He moves. He lets go of the ways that used to be something that he was taught from the time he was a child. And he trusts God to move out into this uncharted territory. Peter, as it turns out, is the perfect foundation for a church that is called to be ever-expanded, ever-changing, and growing in the Spirit of God. The church, like Peter, like each of us individually, is meant to be constantly experiencing mind-blowing revelations about how massive and powerful God's love is, and then pushed even further. The church is not meant to be the same as it was 2,000 years ago, 50 years ago, and not even necessarily five minutes ago. The church and God's people should be on the move, growing, loving, serving, building momentum, and getting shoved out at 13,000 feet. In that newness, change, and revelation, we encounter the baptism of Jesus. If you think Peter was surprised by getting to eat shrimp, you should consider how John the Baptist felt about baptizing Jesus. He was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You should be baptizing me. John's whole ministry had been about preparing the way for the Messiah. He said himself he wasn't even worthy to tie the straps on Jesus' sandals. And here Jesus was asking him, To baptize him? John had been baptizing people in the wilderness in what he thought was an act of conversion. And to baptize Jesus was so wrong to his sensibilities because Jesus did not need converting. But Jesus blew John's mind by showing him the true meaning of baptism. It's not magic. It's not a silver bullet against damnation. It is not required for belonging to God. It is an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. Put simply, it celebrates on the outside what is already true on the inside. So the baptism of Jesus was just a really big party to celebrate who Jesus already was, has always been, and will always be. And Jesus showed a solidarity with humanity and gifted us with yet another way to remind us that we all belong. This is why we still toss around in the waters of baptism. Baptism is God blowing our minds with the breadth, height, depth, and power of the love of God. And these same mystical waters that have washed over Jesus, John, Peter, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King Jr., your grandma, are the very same waters that will wash over the generations that are to come, the great-grandchildren we will never meet, the people whose voices will fill the sanctuary long after we are gone. 
Jesus showed us in his baptism, in his life, in his death, in his resurrection, that we are a part of something much bigger than just us. We are part of the communion of the saints, linked through the grace of God and the ancient waters. There's nothing wrong with having a solitary spiritual journey. If all we do is go out and stare at the sky with an open heart, we can experience connection with God. God is not confined to this space. God's not hiding out here waiting for us to come and then finally like, surprise, I've been in here all the time. No, God is everywhere. God is all over the place. We can spend our whole lives on a solitary spiritual journey and it would be lovely and transformative. I'm sure our family and close friends would be grateful for it. But the baptismal journey that Jesus invites us on brings us even deeper. Baptism brings us into a spiritual journey lived in the context of community. There are still individual elements, certainly, but the uniqueness of a faith tradition is that it is done in a way that we cannot allow our egos to get the better of us. Our siblings in faith ensure that we are kept honest and humble, appreciated and encouraged. Because our faith is communal, we have strength in numbers. We get to work together to address the evil and needs around us. We have because of this communal faith in real time, images of God around us to practice faith together with. So that on days when we are weak and just not feeling it, our siblings in Christ hold us up and believe in our stead. There are days that it'll probably be possible for you to only show up in worship. You may not have the strength to do anything else, but please, please still come. The rest of us will raise our voices for you. And you will still be fed at the table. And God will still be with you. That is why we are here. The baptism of our Lord is an occasion for us to get our minds blown by the love and inclusion of God. And then be pushed even further. We belong. We're a church built upon a foundation that is ever-expanding and growing, and including, and we can do and be the same in God's grace. The universe itself is ever-expanding, created by the God who will continue to do that with our minds and hearts. May we be transformed and transforming, loved and loving, set free and liberating. As the body of Christ, the baptismal community, we give thanks and splash in the ancient waters. Amen. Let's sing together.